702. Asanya is on Twitter at Asanya underscore. It's 11 minutes past two, and every Thursday we bring you Time with Wendy Nola. Now, Wendy Nola is also an accomplished journalist. She's a consumer journalist fighting the battle for so many of us uh, when we get stuck with uh, different consumer stories or different consumer challenges. And today we're talking about funeral policies. We'll be meeting a listener of the show and of the station, a medical doctor, in a short while, and she'll be unpacking her story about what happened with a funeral policy. Wendy, good afternoon. As always, a pleasure. Thank you. As a, always a highlight of my week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like you say that to I've, others You chick, chick, well? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> right, so we're talking about funeral policies, right? Yes, we are. Yes. Um, I, well... I get the feeling, having done this for many years, that there are many, many South Africans who, um, well, number one, they have a, a lot of policies. They lose track of them. And so when they need to claim, they don't. Or when, or for members of their families, and when they die, their families don't even know that these policies existed. Mm. Um, and I feel really strongly about it because, you know, what a waste to pay and pay and pay. And then when the time comes when you could uh, lodge a claim to help with the funeral, um, it just doesn't happen, um, and you can never get statistics on on unclaimed uh, funeral policies that are never claimed on. But I think it's safe mm. to say that it is quite a lot. Mm. So this story, me looking at the issue, this particular issue of of people not realising they have policies, that, although they've been paying for them, began with um, uh, let me get her name right. I have just oh, from do- my prep, Doctor Zonke. Um, what is, uh, She's actually with you. us. We've got her on the line. Lined Lord, up. Sorry, Zonke. I just uh, cut the top of my prep there. Just mm-hmm. the crucial part. Um, she she wrote us three weeks ago, Aza, to say, I've been listening to you and Aza on 702 for your tips and advice for some time now. Remember, we were talking about funeral policies and other life policies. She says, I must say there's so much I've learned from those conversations. Last month, I had a Liberty Life debit order that bounced. I listened to you and we said, when that happens, we need to call the insurance company to ensure that all is still in order and to make the necessary arrangements to pay the money because, of course, your policy can then lapse. Um, And she thought that it was actually an RA that she had with Liberty Life. But, in fact, it was a funeral policy that she took out many, many years ago, 2000, and uh, she just had forgotten all about it, um, which got us talking about this. Mm, Well, Um, she is on the line, and um, I think it's good that from time to time, of course, we don't just deal with it as a case that we, uh, you've written about, that we read about and and reflect on, but that we hear from the actual person. Yes. So, um, Dr. Zonke, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Ava. I'm just you, Zonke. Yes. So, um, Wendy's with us. She's in our Cape Town studios. She's also listening. But you were, you, you insisted, you were clear that you wanted to have your story shared. You wanted to come on so that, um, it can be of service to, to other people. So you weren't aware that you had this policy this entire time. What happened? How did you lose touch? How did you lose awareness of it being there, uh, through the years? Two decades, in fact. Two decades, yes. Uh, let me start from the beginning. In 1999, uh, my father died. Mm. And uh, at the time, I had just started working. So I didn't have any, you know, money to help my mother with the funeral. And I know, you know, sometimes you feel guilty that I should have done something. But I know my mother was, you know, 
uh, well, they were well to do with my father. They had some money put aside, so they were okay. It's just that, you know, as, as, as a child, you wish you could have done something. Mm. And I think after that funeral, January 2000, I think that's when the police was signed, uh, I sort of went out looking for funeral policies in case something happens to my mother. Yeah. So I signed that in 2000. And let me tell you, I lost track of it. I, I think I forgot about it totally thereafter. Mm. Because my mother was healthy, nothing was wrong with her. I uh, stayed with her for about five years. I moved, moved out of the house, you know, got married, uh, started my own family. Yeah. And it, it, it sort of, you know, was totally forgotten. Who was the policy with, um, uh, Sonke? It was Liberty. Okay. It was Liberty. Uh-huh. Yes, it was with Liberty. So for years, I've, I've, I've realized that when I look at my transactions, there's this money that goes to Liberty. The reason I thought it was an array, as later on in the years, I took an, an array policy with Liberty. But I think I have forgotten about this one. So to me, whatever I was paying Liberty, it was more for RA, yeah. not for the funeral policy. Yeah. Yes. If I could jump in here, Sonke, sorry. Yes. You, I think the, another reason wh- why you could possibly miss these things is the, they escalated 15% per annum. So every year it started out being yes. 99 rand. It's now ended up being 1,400 rand. So you can see how the amount yes. is perhaps not recognized by the person because it's changing mm. you know, quite drastically every yes. year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that's the other reason, uh, Wendy. I think I was shocked when I called them and then they said it's a funeral policy. And I said, what? Because yeah. my mother died four years ago. I didn't even know that I had such a policy. I just used money for my savings. So the lady said, yes, you took it 2000. And then they sent me all the documents when, when they tried to, you know, get the information from them. Mm. So, you know, it, it is one of those things that you sign, you forget. And I think what I really missed is the 15% escalation yeah. that was happening every year. So you can imagine how much money has been paid from 2000 yeah. up until now, if I'm paying 1400. So you, you, know, you, as you as you said, you buried your mom using your own money, yeah. using your own savings and, and so on. And then up until recently, you became aware of this particular debit order. What yeah. happened then when you contacted Liberty? You told They told you that it's a funeral policy. Uh, did you demand that you be given the premiums you'd been paying all those years? Uh, I did. When they did send a very nice email to them. But I was told that the only money I could get is the claim for my mother, of course. And the, the premiums that I've been paying for her from the day she died up until now, but all the other premiums are lost. So when was yeah, well over a hundred thousand. Um, hard to calculate yes. because the, it changed. But I've I'm, I think it was around one hundred and twenty thousand something over like the that. years that she yes. contributed. And paid, how much did yes. Liberty pay for the funeral? Uh, funeral they paid about twenty two thousand rents. Mm. And, and there was they paid they yeah. paid back the premiums I think of about seventeen thousand rands or so and that's it. Mm, mm. The other interesting thing here, is, and this is what happens with insurers as well, is that um, Zonke, you actually took out the policy with a rent mister, and which was acquired yeah. by Capital Alliance. Um, I think it was the this, this, this same. Well, you took it out in 2004. At some point, Capital, Capital Alliance took it over, and then Liberty took uh, took over Capital Alliance. So mm-hmm. you can see why a Liberty mm-hmm. um, debit order wouldn't flag for her as the funeral policy she, she took out all those years ago because it actually wasn't with Liberty at the time. Gotcha. And this is another reason, I think, why people lose track of what they've got with which company when the companies you know, get swallowed up by other companies. Yes. So... Um, 
So that this is money that the premiums, of course, they paid the 22,000 rands, but the premiums that you're not able to get back um, is just money that is now gone. And I guess this is the lesson that uh, you, you want to communicate. Is that really uh, the, your message this afternoon, Zonke? Yes, yes, that's a message to say that we should really be vigilant of what we're paying for. Yeah. And uh, if you're not quite sure what the debit order is for, try and phone the company. Make sure that you understand very well what you, what we are paying for. Because if I had done that earlier, if this debit order did not lapse, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known mm. that I was paying for this. Mm. So it, it really opened up, you know, my, my, my mind and my eyes as well to say, I'm not paying what, you know, I thought I'm paying for. Right. Oh. And how do you feel about that loss? You know, it, it, it is sad, uh, but at the same time, I have a feeling that I need to help another person. Right. I think there are many of us out there who are in the same boat. It's just that we are not aware. Yeah. So I think for me, it was to say I've lost, but I don't want another person to lose the way I did, mm. you know. Thanks, yes, Wendy. for sharing that. Yeah. For me, the crux of the story is that, um, you know, that you... An insurer has to send um, at least annual notifications to the insured mm. to state that um, you, you, the policy is being increased by this amount. Mm. And, and in this case, the, the letters were going every year to the address that Zonke last lived in in something like 2004. So my question yes. to the insurer was... Um, you know, given that the postal system has become very unreliable, surely there is an onus on insurers to source email addresses or cell phone numbers from clients to ensure that they are in the receipt of correspondence regarding premium, premium increases and the like. And where is the broker? I mean, Zonki, we didn't talk much about the broker, but you don't have any recollection of him. The thing is that he, they, Liberty said he, he probably fell off this policy mm. when um, Rentmeister um, became um Capital Alliance, and that was shortly after you took out the policy. So you can see how the system yeah. can fail the insurance. So these letters were going off. She had no idea. You've got snail mail. I mean, maybe they weren't even getting there. And um, Liberty's response was, um, uh, sorry, just said the onus responsibility mm. is on the insured to, mm. to make sure that their um, addresses are um, Kept up to valid, date. Oh. and then I went to the to the um, ombudsman for long term insurance. Yeah. The deputy ombudsman Jennifer Price said it would obviously be big, best practice if insurers regularly updated their policy contact details, particularly where the postal address is not uh, you know it's a postal address and not an email address. Right. But she says, but it's primarily the policyholder who should notify the insurer when there's a change of details. As the policyholder protection rules stand at the moment, it does not appear that the insurer has a duty to check whether the contact details are still up to date. And I found that quite shocking. So happy to to take the money, but you don't know anything else about this person. Nothing. Mm. Nobody's contacting her for, for, you know, that they know of. I mean, she's Mm. moved, uh, how many years ago? Is that uh, 15 years ago? Yeah. And and she's had been paying fourteen hundred rand a month yeah. for something she didn't know about. I mean, I, I just I never got a notification that she knew of about. Um, you know, I did a check on the postal service recently. We sent six letters yes. out and monitored how long it took. Let me tell you, it, there's no 
um, justification for a company to be relying on, on, on a postal service to contact their clients alone. Right. No, that's not and that's not okay in 2019. Mm. So, okay, I think it's incredible what you've done, being willing to to come along, and so really sadly you couldn't get the rest of uh, the premiums. But thank you for this empowering lesson. Thank you, Zonke. Thank you so much, Admin. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, Zonke. That is one of our listeners, Pretoria-based medical doctor, Zonke Mlokotifigeni. And uh, I think there's a hard lesson there. Um, I wanted to also just remember about record-keeping, if this has impacted the way in which she keeps her records and the way in which she now updates uh, her details. Or uh, I'm in, sure she will She will, more. precisely, mm. precisely. So we're taking your calls this afternoon with Wendy on 11 31702 for your SMSs. As you've just heard uh, Zonke's story, has this happened to you? Um, is there a, a funeral policy that you never claimed for, that you had for many, many years? Um, or maybe you have questions around this particular issue and you can do so. You give us a call on 011-883-0702. And then another question is, um, do you have a system, you know, on what your family should know um, or your own system in keeping up with all of these different commitments, different policies, uh, the various things that you have, if you were to pass away or if a family member were, 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 were to die. So what kind of system do, do you use? Do you rely on? I remember not too long ago speaking to Nikki Bush and, um, of course her husband, I think that that talk will forever be in my head because we talked about grief. But at the same time, we also talked about being prepared for when these eventualities happen and how you go about being prepared and she talked about a file you should have this file with everything in it that you could possibly even anybody else would possibly need to know your children someone must know about it and you keep it updated regularly absolutely Mm. so let's take this break and then we come back to the lines as this hour is devoted to consumer matters with wendy nola this time around our focus is on funeral policies and when we forget them when they slip our minds. 27 minutes past two and off to the lines we go. Let's go to Patricia. Good afternoon, Patricia. Hi, how are you doing? Very good. Welcome. Okay, thank you. And um, you know what, I've just heard part, part and partial of the, uh, the, the policies regarding funerals. Mm. Um, I've had a funeral policy for um, 15 years with Hollards, if I can say the name. Yeah. And I, I just, um, you know, when, I, when my husband passed away a few years ago, um, um, I asked them, I said, okay, they were very good at paying and everything, and I just said, surely now there's only me to pay for, um, that my policy should be at least a third third of the price mm-hmm. compared to what I'm paying. You know, of course, it goes up every, every year as well. And um, and I said, when you get to a certain age, surely it's like 70 or something, if you've paid your policy for X amount of years, um, surely it should be paid up then, and then you know, but your family don't have to really worry. Yeah. Um, and I was told, no, you've got to carry on paying until you, well, yes. forever. It is, it's, it is the strange thing about say. Patricia, right? And Patricia, it is the strange thing about it, isn't it? Because you're paying into this pot, and the amounts that are going into this pot are just they continue to grow, even though what you get to claim out of it is yeah. just a small percentage. Yeah, well, just to give you a bit of an idea, um, if I remember correctly, I mean, my, my husband passed, I think we paid, we were paid out, well, I was paid out 21500 I think. Mm. Um, and I can tell you now, I was paying about 160-odd um, rand mm. a month. Yeah. Um, you know, and now, of course, it's gone up uh, and up. So, um, 
Yeah, and I just think to myself, when I phoned him not long ago, I happened to phone him. I think it's now worth about 23000 Sure. If I'm not mistaken, yes. not much more than that anyhow. Yes. And I just think it's crazy. And, and when I said, well, you know, why, do, why doesn't it come down a bit? Because it's only me, you know? And I was told, no, you took a family thing out at the time. Hmm. Well, I mean, the family thing was just my husband and I, so I don't know how that did mm. it. Mm. Um, and, you know, I mean, surely they, you know, yeah, they would yeah. come to the party with that. Yeah, I hear you there, Patricia. I'm surprised to hear that, mm-hmm. Patricia. Um, because in investigating Zonke's case, I looked very carefully at her policy and the current one, what she was currently paying. And there was a, a you know, it stated who the, the beneficiaries were. It was you know, for, the, for the funeral cover, so it was her and her mum. And, her, and, and his poly, her, her premium was split into her and her mom. And the mom, being older at the time, was a higher um, premium. Yeah. And, and now, in retrospect, they've paid back the portion of her mom's, of her premium that was covering her mom since her mom died. It was obviously that would never have been claimed on. So it stands to reason that there should have been a similar split for mm-hmm. you and your husband in terms of each of you would have carried a different risk. Um, and so it, had a, it would have been split, not exactly in half. So I, I, I'm at a loss just to understand how that worked. If you would like me to query that with the insurer for you, yeah. um, why don't you just get my email address from, okay. from the producer and, and I'll, I'll pose the query for you because I'm interested in the answer as well. Yes, uh, Patricia's not on the line anymore, it cut okay. for some reason. But Patricia, if you're still listening, please give uh, our producers a call. Lee will take your call and uh, connect you with uh, Wendy. But- Azania Mosaka on 702. And we're back. It's 25 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock on Thursdays, just after 2 o'clock. We uh, bring you our consumer conversation with renowned consumer journalist Wendy Nolan. We've been looking at the case of Pretoria-based medical doctor Zonke Mlokotifigeni. She had taken out two funeral policies months after the tragic death of her father. Funeral policies that covered herself and her mother. So uh, it's been more than 20 years and she didn't realize she had the funeral policy, even though her mom had passed away four years ago. She buried her mom using savings and other funds and only to realize a few months ago when this debit when the when this debit order bounced that she had this policy all along she'd seen it on her bank statement but thought it was an ra um, and when she contacted the insurer in this case it was liberty who had bought the book from um, capital alliance which was which had bought that book from rent mr assurance company and she was told that it was a funeral policy all they could do was uh, give her 22 thousand rands um, for the funeral costs she had incurred in burying her mother but they couldn't give her the rest of her policy, uh, the rest of her premiums. So we're taking your calls this afternoon about funeral policies um, and those you weren't aware of all these years Um, and another question this uh, raises is the system that we have to keep, to help us keep us track, help us keep track of all the things that we are covered for, the numbers of policies perhaps that we have, the benefits of other things that we may be covered for, maybe insurance, maybe your RA, all sorts of other things are built into some of the uh, things that we end up acquiring, uh, forms of insurance. And also, uh, how do you ensure that family knows they know everything that you're covered for uh, uh, and what what kind of facilities you have? What system do you follow? So we're taking your calls. Let's go next to uh, Isaac in Orange Farm. Hello, Isaac. How are you, Azar? Very good. And how are you? I'm good. Uh, Azar, I've got a problem. Mm. I, want, I want to know 
uh, can my wife take a policy and then the policy deducts from my 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 uh, from my my account your bank uh, account I did have a problem with that uh, and then my ex-wife did take a policy I realized that she did take a policy with my uh, 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 that is deducting from my account yeah. and then I, I spent a lot to pay that uh, that policy and then it uh, now when I tell I tell them they said no they are still going to, to check mm. to, uh, that uh, uh, I did allow them to, to take the policy. And then they said they will cancel it, but uh, they are still going to check. Until now, they never came back to me. And it's still going off on your bank? No, I did uh, uh, reverse oh, it last it. month. Okay, all right. I when... did reverse it last month. Sure. Wendy? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's I quite... Listen, co- I will listen to the radio. <laughs> all right, thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you. Um, so it is commonplace for um, one party, especially within families, for one party to pay a policy in the name of somebody else. Mm. That's that's fine. It must just be very clear who the beneficiary is. Okay. Um, that's that's how it works. I remember doing uh, handling a case um, not long ago where um, a woman had been. Um, paying for her f- um, a, f- a death benefit, a life policy for her father, but she'd been paying it. Um, and I only knew about it because when he died, it was one of those cases where the insurer found some visit to a doctor he made when he was oh. on holiday somewhere. And they, um, that was a very satisfying case, actually. They, it was shortly after that other big momentum case. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're actually paying, I think she got six million that she'd been not, it was, she'd, the claim had been denied sort of maybe six, seven years previously and she'd lost hope and she finally got that money. So, yes, definitely she was paying every month, but that okay. was a, a policy for her father. That's that's quite um, commonplace. As long as everything is, is you know, recorded, who's paying for it and, and who the, the what the details of the actual policy is, it doesn't really matter who's paying for yes, it. Yes, and they do and, tend to separate those to say who's responsible for this, yes. the person responsible for this. And the person responsible gets to say whether they want to cancel or not, of course, because they're they took it out and it's they're paying mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. yeah got you uh next let's go to Ntabi uh, also on this question hi Ntabi hi good afternoon Azar and uh your your guest mm-hmm. I want to find out I took a policy with old mutual a funeral policy for both my mom and my grand yeah and my grand passed on a couple of years after she passed on I realized I had an insurance policy uh, a funeral policy with uh, with uh, um Old Mutual. mutual. Mm. When I tried to to talk to Old Mutual, they wanted some form, apparently, which when somebody dies, they call it B12 or B2 form or something like that. So I said to them, look, this person has been dead a couple of years, and they, 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 the funeral parlor said after five years, they disposes of those uh, forms. Mm. So I went back to them to say, I cannot find that form. They said, no, without that form, we can't pay you. And I said, any of the premiums, they refused. And I said, okay, it's fine. Since my mom is still alive, can I be able to top up? Because it was going to pay me 5000 for yeah. thing. I'm talking a couple of years uh, back. And then I said, since my mom is still alive, can I top up her, insu- her, her policy so that it pays more than five years? Mm. And they said, no, you've got to take another... Uh, policy. Separate. And I'm like, no, that's stupid. I mean, you already have got my granny's uh, uh, um, policy that you're refusing to pay me. My mom is still alive. I want you to add on to what she already has. Old mutual refused. I just left them. So if anything happens to her, 
5,000 and after paying a lot of money. Do I have any recourse? That's a bit of a technical one for me in terms right. of whether you okay. could top it up. I, I'm not, I, I would be guessing, but you're not still paying. I mean, your, your premium that you're paying is not still covering your granny, is it? No, they're, they're, they're fully paid. Both policies are fully paid. What do you mean fully paid? So this like, isn't you know, a funeral you, policy? It is a funeral policy. They said they're fully paid, I don't know, meaning that you can't pay anything further because when I realized that the payment is about mm. 5,000 rand, which is not relevant oh, now. So you stopped paying in? No, they said you can't pay any further. You, it's fully paid. It's for you take it for a certain period of time. I don't know what you call those policies. Okay. I'm just calling because I hear you guys talking about it now. Okay. And they said okay. no, it's fully paid. You can't pay any further because I wanted to say, can we top it up so that? Oh, I see. No, it's done. Is what they're saying. Death is uh, more than five thousand, and there mm. is. Okay, now, what? yeah, because it's an existing, you took it out of the existing terms, which they're saying you can't change now. Okay. But I would, what a shame about, um, you not being able to claim. But then again, they have their procedures and they, they are within their rights to insist on the mm-hmm. paperwork. Mm-hmm. And this is a classic example of when we lose track of, of what policies we have, wake, you know, realize, um, at a point where it's then difficult to prove it, you can't get your hands on the, on the documentation. Um, I, I do find it strange, though. I mean, your, the family should have shouldn't be just the funeral um, parlor that has a copy of the the death certificate of of a family member. Surely, mm. I mean, you shouldn't really need anything more than a death certificate to make the claim. So, yes. Yeah, so why can't you get this me. form again? Why can't you get this paperwork again? Because what's wrong with reissuing? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, and also I think... I would, and Tabi, it's also unclear about what kind of policy it is, to be honest. It's a little bit confusing. And Wendy, I'm also hesitant to maybe delve further when we are unsure about exactly what kind of cover it is. It's quite a low um, pe- benefit. So obviously, okay. um, it, it would have been low premiums and at a point, then it's paid It's paid up. So then um, at the point of when there needs to be a claim, then that 5000 is paid out. But okay. that was, that's what I surmised from what she's told us. Sure. Yeah. But Let's I would certainly push to try and get that, um, to, to get the claim and Tabi, um, done. If you mm-hmm. need my help with that, um, I'll be happy to, to try. All right. Uh, so Tabi, just stay on so that my producer can give you the email address, but you can also email azania at 702.co.za and we'll forward that to, to Wendy. Next we have, uh, Tanya. Hello, Tanya. Ooh, what's going on One with that line? Lines. Okay, we'll sort that out and come back. Is she Hello. back? Hello, Tanya. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, I I have a funeral policy with Metropolitan. My husband did since 1992. He paid. And hello, we're listening, Tanya. Listening. <laughs> okay, uh, I only found out and I received the letter to say that uh, they missed uh, the the. Uh, the payment, uh, you know, he had a stop order in the bank. With mm. So that's the only one time they, they miss a premium and they they wanted it. Now, uh, I, I, I'm i not on email. My next-door neighbor sent all the email and everything to them uh, with everything they required. And uh, I've not heard the thing from them. I tried to call them or anything, uh, everything. Now, I just want to know how I stand because... I have to pay the money back to my to my children. They they help. To okay. So, are you saying, Tanya, that due to that non-payment, they said the ca- policy was cancelled? No, policy was not cancelled. They they, oh. they they I I got a letter from them from Metropolitan to say uh, they've not received the payment. Mm. Uh, 
on, on this policy, which was from 1992, my husband took it. I didn't even know. Uh, oh, so, so they say there was just one payment that they didn't receive, or I'm not sure what the issue was. Um, they ne- okay, they did not receive the payment, uh, the, the premium payment, they call it here, um, because we had the stop order and the, the bank account was frozen. Oh, was was is this is your is your has your husband uh, since passed away? Yes, it's my husband. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay, and you weren't aware of the policy. This is a this is another. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I was saying I about the record keeping. For a long time. Yes, and, and now they're asking they're asking for those premiums and everything and the number and as I said, in fact, I even found the original policy. As I was going through the paperwork, and I sent that to them as well. I've heard how, nothing. How long ago did your husband pass away, Tanya? Uh, he passed away in March. Oh, my goodness. So this is current. All right. I'd very much like to help you with that. If you could ask um, mm. your neighbor to forward whatever you forwarded to the insurer, to me. Um, I have some media contacts in, the, in these companies, and, and I will do my best to get to the bottom of that. Um, yes. because okay. clearly he was unable to, the stop order would have been, would have stopped because yes. of the, but he, there would have been a claim at the time of his death that would have been, there should have been a valid claim for you right. to make on that policy. So let's see if we can make okay. it happen in retrospect for you, Tanya. Okay. So Tanya, it's Zanya at 702.co.za, but also stay on so that my producer can just help you take down all those details. Uh, it's a lot of that today, right? See, <laughs> all these is, there's a lot of it going around, as I said. If I can just jump in and say, mm. I did speak to the Ombudsman for long-term services, um, for, for long-term insurance rather. Yeah. Um, recently um probably for this show and he said that there is a a statutory statutory which means legal period uh, a period of grace of 15 days in relation to any policy which provides oh. for a monthly premium payment yeah, he says funeral policies almost always have a grace period of 30 days and and sometimes though it's only 15 days mm-hmm. but in other words i had someone that wrote to me today took out a policy for his father in 2009 father passed away last week and the funeral parlor said um, you paid one day late in June, and now you now the pol- the policy no. falls away. I can't wait to take up that case as soon as <laughs> I come off air. But this is c- the kind of nonsense that can happen in this industry. Yes, yes. Um, so clearly, after what I've just said, from what the ombudsman said, there's no way that there was any legal right that they after had to day. cancel that policy. They've been paying for ten years oh, on this were, policy, exactly. and yeah, so. Next, let's go to, to, to Margaret in Kruger store. Hello, Margaret. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Margaret. Okay. Um, I have a policy taken out, a funeral policy and an accident policy with Edgar, uh, which is underwritten by Hollard. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what my beef is, they are charging me an extra 28 rands per month on my account to handle my account. For the admin because of that. It's mm. done through Hollow. Um, it's done through Edgar. When yeah. I find them, I can ask Hollow to transfer it to there. Yeah. They refuse to do so. Where do I stand with this? Okay. Wendy, any thoughts on this? Because remember this 28 rand, the 28 rand charge was quite a hot topic a few years ago, especially with Edgar's clients. Oh, that was a, that was a separate topic. That yes. was when they started to introduce um, an admin fee, which mm. they're entitled to. This it is, just reminded is, me of that. It's, it's a very, it's yeah, very hot again. topic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, in, in, in which, uh, Margaret, can I ask, are you sure that that 28 rand is linked to your funeral policy? Yes, because I, uh, my account at one stage was totally clear. I didn't have anything on except the two policies coming off every month, and the 28 rand was charged. Yeah, I think this is actually, thank you, Azza. I think this is what Azza is referring to because I don't think that that has anything to do with your funeral policy. I think that is what um, Edgar's a few years ago started introducing when they were forced, all the credit providers were first forced to limit their um, interest rate to certain, a much lower uh, um, amount that they were, than they were currently charging. And mm-hmm. then they suddenly started doing something which the National Credit Act has allowed them to do for 10 years. Um, and that is to um, impose an, an admin fee on their credit uh, statements. And that's what they started to do. So I think that is what you're seeing uh, um, on your on statement. statement. I think okay. it's not, I think you, you, you're, you're uh, um, associating it with your funeral benefit, but it's actually something that the, um, that the retailer is imposing. To that, yes. yeah, and they're legally entitled to do it, although it's deeply unpopular. Yes, very unpopular. I remember the outreach at the time. Uh, yes. Next, we've got Paul in Randburg. Hello, Paul. Hi, good day. Yes. Um, just a, a quick point that might be worth something. Um, how does Liberty insure an uninsurable risk? Because uh, she's been paying a premium for insuring her mom for a funeral, but her mom's not there. She doesn't exist. So she's been paying an uninsurable risk, which you can't insure. For the f- past four years. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then second of all, what I was, I just do a lot of um, deceased estate registration, so I see these type of things. Um, and the other thing that, uh, like, uh, Opop and uh, those people do with the funeral policies, a lot of these uh, very elderly people has got the, what they call a green book. And uh, when you uh, then uh, approach Opop and say to them, well, this lady has uh, passed away, um, here's her ID number, then they say, but our system is to, that, that policy is too old. It's not on our system anymore. You have to bring the hearing book to, um, oh my goodness. To, to, to justify the claim, which is wrong because now if you see your uh, broker or whatever it is, he pulls a statement of what all the policies you've got on your name. But because uh, Ophop's uh, uh, system doesn't keep the old system and they're still working on the green books, which means they never recaptured it to the new system. Yeah. Those people are falling away, even if they've got paid up, um, uh, of course, those, those days you could pay up a, a funeral policy at, a policy at a point in time, it actually came to an end, but it still covers you at the, uh, you know, in the event of a death. This uh, is the one, that that's what the, our earlier listener had. Mm. Wow, I didn't know about that. Yes, this is serious. This is actually serious, Paul. So people who've yeah. been paying for funeral policies are then unable um that those policies cannot be claimed at because claimed on because of an administrative issue. Yes, that they have to present this like green book. Can, they, they can't claim because they passed away, but their family can do a claim. That's what I'm saying. Yes, knows that they, and, and, and 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 it's it's very prominent when it is elderly <laughs> people. Mm-hmm. You know, very elderly people because they took out those things. Many years when they were twenty years old or twenty five years old or whatever the case might be. So Can instead you, of capturing uh, them, they just they just fell away. Yeah, well, uh, I presume, you know, they, basically what's happening is you have to produce the green book. So if you Paul, are you able to send book, us uh, just yeah, a write-up like on this? Can you email us so that we can uh, get to the bottom of why that's the case and get a response from Avbob um, about these green books 
So, so it sounds like you know a lot of these books being so old they could be yes. mislaid, but the but yes. nothing has been captured on their data systems. So without mm. the green books, there is no claim. And um, it takes me right back to how we started the show. I yeah. have a really strong feeling that there are a lot of funeral policies out there that are just never claimed on. And, and this money just goes on to be yes. what profit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I the think so. They're that, that not paying out. Yeah. So, Paul. So they're not paying out on a policy that they're supposed to be paying out because of a technical issue stating that right. the, the, it's never been recaptured or whatever the case Yeah, was. that's quite a problem. Paul, please send us that email. It's only at 702.co.za just from your understanding oh. of what is going on. And let's try and oh. see what uh, uh, the truth is behind this. I will do. Thank you. Thank you. That's Paul in Randburg. So many more calls still to go. We've got Joy in Pretoria. Hello, Joy. Do we still have Joy? Joy, are you there? Okay, let's move on no to... Joy for us. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Tandy next in Randburg. Hey, Tandy. Hi, Azza. How are you? Good. Welcome. I've got a, a different um, problem altogether. Um, and uh, it's with telecom. Um, you know, I cancelled my ADSL beginning of the year, first week of January, and I was supposed to fill in a form and, and state what three things I need uh, cancelled. They cancelled the two, and I asked them and, and underlined that I wanted to keep my email. Since then, you know, I've been going up and down, up and down, and, and I'm saying to them, I'm losing business, I'm losing everything, I need this email. They are, they cannot sort that out for me as to why. And, and the, the, the technician who, who was here said to me, it should take about five minutes for them to, to, to restore. And I'm, and I'm willing to pay for, for, for the email service, you know. Are you, but, is your account cancelled? Mm, are you still paying anything, Tandy? I, 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 eventually, they, they also refunded me because they were demanding about 2,000 rent for me. And I said, no, I've got paper trail. I cancelled this first week of January this year. So they have, they have retracted that, 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 that demand. But now oh, I'm struggling for them to just give me my email. You need you know, the same address. I need the same address. And, and okay. Most of the people I, I worked with, it's, 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 it's first week of January coming back from, from the holidays up to this day, no okay. joy. No joy. Well, let me help you with that. I did an interview with a, a senior telecom person yesterday, and I've been liaising with their communication people, um, and he's already sorted out a problem for me overnight, so on behalf of a listener. So mm-hmm. um, please send us an email. Put all your reference details and all the rest there. I will send it off before the day is out, and hopefully we can get that problem restored for you, Tandy. All right. So, uh, Tandy, do send that. And, 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 and I don't have an email address. Oh, oh gosh, sorry. <laughs> that was embarrassing fail. Can you? That is terrible. <laughs> okay, leave your number with our producer today, Lee. Tandy, I can't believe I said that. Tandy, leave your, your your cell number, and I will get hold of you, and we can WhatsApp or something. Uh, <laughs> yes, we'll do it that way. That okay. <laughs> oh, I see your problem. <laughs> just had a, had a small one, but, but this one I'm still handling myself because we had a funeral at, at home and, and ordered three buses. Yeah. Two buses, three buses got to the graveyard. The third bus didn't return the people home. I am now kind of, well, um, Metro Bus said they will solve this for me by Monday, but it's a question of he said, she said. Mm. He said, she said, because two buses returned home and other people had to be seated in, in the other two buses and in cars because the other bus just disappeared. 
So I'm just waiting to hear what they say, Wendy. I might have to reject you okay. again. To <laughs> Good what, luck what with that. Yeah. What a thing so to happen. Absolutely. Okay, Tandy, Tandy. Thank you for the call. It gets interesting. Wendy, at least you have a direct route to someone I at do. Telcom. You do not want to sit I'm on the call I'm very excited on, on, with my new contact and, and um, one out of one. Um, so far, so um, I, I don't think he knows what's going to hit him, but uh, he's <laughs> okay. going to get a lot. He's going to be hearing a lot from me, and fantastic. let's hope we, we start with Tundi. Yes, yeah. fantastic, Wendy. Thank you so much. We couldn't get to nearly all the calls <laughs> that we got today, but complicated hot many topic. of them. Exactly, mm. it is a hot topic, but I think it's a great reminder that we need to go and check what we're covered for mm. and what exactly yep. is going off our bank accounts. Look once at again. the bank statement and yep. don't assume you know what that uh, debit exactly. order is Exactly, and whether everything yep. has is still in place and not get exactly. the rude awakening that things have been cancelled because maybe of a bad period seven, eight years ago. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you, Azza.